0: Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are finishing up the book of Romans by reading chapters 14 through 16. Except other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall, and with the Lord's help they will stand and receive His approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor Him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord, and if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose to be Lord both of the living and the dead. So, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food, in and of itself, is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine, or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, But keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about about these things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself, as the scriptures say, "...the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me." Such things were written in scripture in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragements as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and endurance and in- encouragement, give you help you live in complete harmony with each other. As is fitting for f- followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. This is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will sing praise to you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice, With his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with the confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. For I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well that you can teach each other about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering To God made holy by the Holy Spirit so I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I worked among them they were convinced by the power of the miraculous signs and wonders and by power, the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Ecclirium. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures where it says, Those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard about him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. But now I have finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I am eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. And after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while... You can provide for my journey. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessings of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem, they feel the least they can do is to return to, to help them financially. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain And I am sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me, given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea, who refuse to obey God. Pray also that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation I am taking to Jerusalem. Then, by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart, and we will be an encouragement to each other. And now may God, who gives us his peace, be with all of you. Amen. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church of Canesia. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful for them, and so are the Gentile churches. Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear friend Epaphratus. He was the one person in the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. Give my greetings to Mary, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Greet Adiranticus and Jenea, my fellow Jews who were in prison with me. They are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Greet Amphiliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbaninus our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stekas. Greet Apelles, a good man, whom Christ approves, and give my greetings to the believers from the household of Arbistatus. Greet Herodon, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. Give my greetings to Typhrenia, and Trisophoro, the Lord's workers. And to dear Persis, who has worked so hard for the Lord, greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. Give my greetings to Aristocratus, Pelagian, Hermes, Pathophus, Hermas, And the brothers and sisters who meet with them. Give my greetings to Philigius, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and to Olympias and all the believers who meet with them. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All the churches of Christ send you their greeting. And now, I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. But everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to be wise in doing right and stay innocent of any wrong. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, sends you his greetings, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sophophater. My fellow Jews, I, Tertius, is the one writing this letter for Paul. Send my greetings, too, as one of the Lord's followers. Gaius says hello to you. He is my host and also serves as host to the whole church. Aristus, the city treasurer, sends you his greetings, and so does our brother Hortus, Now, all glory to God, who is able to make you strong, just as my good news says. This message about Christ Jesus has revealed his plan for you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now, as the prophets foretold, And as the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere so that they too might believe and obey Him. All glory to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. As Paul concludes this letter to the Romans, he greets many, but he also is giving his intended plans. He is going to deliver this gift of love to the church there in Jerusalem. And his intention is then to go to Rome. To visit these saints that he has never met with for the most part for himself to encourage them, and then to go on to Spain. But I hope that you notice what Paul said here in this letter, that his desire is not to work where others have shared the gospel, but to go to new territory. That was his desire, not to work where someone else had already started the work, but rather to go where no one had heard about Jesus. Now, in the coming days, we are going to read that Paul's plans do not work out exactly the way that he had been hoping and praying for. He will make it to Rome, although he will be a prisoner. But we see the heart of Paul. The heart that wants all, Jew and Gentile alike, to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. May we have that same heart so much of Romans is spent talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. So much of Romans is discussing this fact that Christ calls all to accept him as Savior, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile. As we've already discussed, this might seem like a, like a thought from many years ago, one that does not apply today hopefully we all have the same heart that no matter who you are may you accept Jesus as Savior and may we have the same desire that rather than going to the same people that have been talked about and introduced to Jesus time and time again may we go to new people people that maybe have never heard about Jesus that are just waiting for the opportunity for us to share with them. May we have the same mindset as the Apostle Paul. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.